From 23DB Production Studios in the Garden State, New Jersey, this is the Art of Music Tech with your hosts, Fela and Dennis. Let's go, let's go, let's go, and welcome back to the Art of Music Tech podcast. I'm your host, Fela, over there. Dennis. How you doing, guys? All right. We're still on the road in Harlem at the National Jazz Museum in Harlem with the one and only Ryan Maloney. Hey, hey, hey. How's it going, everybody? Thanks for having me. (laughs) Oh, yes. Uh, Thank you for uh, your your tales of woe and audio of of floods earlier. And and how you got in with some of just the the top places in jazz and and meeting Mm -hmm. Um, I guess for us are legends in the in the audio game of T.O. Yeah, um, and his his reign at Columbia. Yep, right. He was yeah, at Columbia, at Columbia yep. with Miles Davis and all of that crew. Just the legends of what we do. Yeah, what, what started it. But on this episode, we're gonna get a little bit more into what. We as Twenty Three DB Productions did uh, with the National uh, Jazz Museum. Um, Ryan reached out to us last year mm-hmm. um, about putting in a small audio system and had some things that they wanted to do: live stream, record, and get getting all those options in in one package. And uh, we just wanted to talk a little bit more about it. Yeah, um, and how that came about, which sure. you had before, because this is a new space. You yeah, can, we've been in this physical space for, it'll be three years, uh, well, it's about two and a half years now. Yeah. And before this, it was a very, we were in a very small space that, you know, we had very minimal gear, a couple microphones, and, and you know, we were using a Zoom recorder to record <laughs> our live events, you know, just for like our own kind of institutional archive. There was no, no plan to use those for anything else, you know, making them accessible to the public necessarily, or you know, in the day of podcasts and and streaming audio, you know, repurpose them for anything. But Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so when we moved into this new space, it also gave us an opportunity to do more live music. Um, So there was a lot of different reasons why we knew there was an upgrade, serious upgrade needed. We tried a couple of events with just our little little system we had and it just was not, (laughs) it was not going to happen. It was not cutting it. so, you know, we got to know, or I got to know you guys because you guys were doing your work with Christian McBride. Yep. And we were just, had a small grant to um, to do some upgrades here. And, uh, you know, I asked Christian, he's like, man, these are the people you need to talk to. They, they, they'll hook it up for you. So, yeah, that's how we kind of started. We had a need. We had a little bit of money to kind of get it started. Reached out to you guys and, you know, took it from there. Yeah, it's been great. Again, we, uh, you guys are streaming on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you can actually come back and watch the streaming, right? Yeah, you They're know, for certain events, certain events we do, um, you know, we archive it on our YouTube channel, um, yeah. uh, Jazz Museum in Harlem, and you can you can go to our, our YouTube page and see some of the archived uh, events. Uh, you know, we do live music panel discussions, you know, conversation series, listening parties, you know, all kinds of different formats, different settings. And that's why, you know, it was one thing if we just needed a couple of mics for like a singer or something like we could have figured that out. But because we 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 had the intention of doing all these different types of things, like all of a sudden it came in like lapel mics and this kind of mic and that kind of mic and mic in the piano, things that, you know, I, I know 
the bare basics of, you know, how to adjust, like, you know, make a mic louder or softer, (laughs) you know, like that was my, my base knowledge. So we knew once we were in here and wanted to do all these things, especially with the live stream, we were behind the game, honestly, like we needed, we were, we were behind the times with that kind of stuff. And we still are in a way, you know, we're gearing up to be able to do some podcasting and things. And, and this, this whole upgrade has allowed us to do that. Um, but it was it was important for us to get the right system at the right time so we could really professionalize what it is that we do in our new space. We had this new beautiful space. We needed to make sure that the things we were doing in here uh, sounded good, you know. And uh, as a small nonprofit, you know, literally every penny counts. It sounds kind of you know uh, crazy but literally every penny we count and we have to be accountable for so we needed to make sure that we were able to stretch that money as far as we could and and uh when you guys came over with your proposal you know we were excited that we were able to get such a robust you know system uh uh, for the price the value the the money that we had available and uh, it's been beautiful like it's been working out great yeah yeah, this to uh, give you a, a taste. We we of course we we got them the Lewitt packages on the mics, which sound great. Um, whether you're streaming or just listening live, um, I think we what we get uh, the Midas sixteen channel um, M sixteen the M sixteen, uh, which is great because you can multi track, two track record could kind of do everything that you need to do in, in your yeah, space. Yeah, we set it up so it goes into the video stream. Too, yeah, yeah. It also feeds the broadcast feed for the YouTube and yep. as well. And, I mean, it could be expanded at any point to Facebook and all that kind of stuff as, right. as you want to expand right. the game. You right. know, so. <laughs> well, and one of the things that, you know, I, you know, one of our challenges was and what I was up front with at the very beginning is we don't have money to hire an engineer for every event <laughs> yeah, we do. Exactly. So that means, you know, between myself and, and our staff here, we needed a system that it was robust and professional, but we could in our limited ability set it up, do some basic recording for, for uh, some of these easier, more simple events. Like we've certainly had you guys come in and, and, and help us out for more robust events that we've done. But you know, we need to be able to set up a handful of mics, create a real simple mix and, and record it. And the great thing about this board is, you know, you just stick a USB drive in there and hit record and, and you're getting a two track recording, which, yeah. you know, it was it was simple enough for us that we are able to, you know, pretty much run it a simple event on our, by ourselves. Which yeah, is and that huge. was important for us as well. Mm hmm. We didn't want to call it 8 p.m. Hello. Hey, uh. <laughs> you still get those every once in a while. <laughs> yeah, every but, once in a while. But usually it's because I, you know, I've had some sort of like uh, brain cramp and I can't figure out what the heck I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, no. We, yeah. But it, it's simple enough to where I can still walk you through it and yes. I don't have to be there yep, exactly. and charge you, a, yep. you know, a premium amount for me to walk in with my suitcase. Yep, exactly. And- <laughs> you know, that's why uh, that's. That's why, like uh, the the Facebook, like video, you know, what do you, uh, video chat, you know, I can hold up my phone. Yeah. And be like, this is what the board looks like, and I'm not getting this out of it. Like, what do I do? And you guys have always been very gracious and 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 accepted my texts and please. Uh, not that I tried to be respectful about it, but you guys have always been really great at at helping out, and and that's not something. 
you know, I can't speak for your whole industry, but people are out there to make money. And I understand that, you know, and you're busy and you got a lot of things going on. So the fact that you guys are 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 willing to support us, not just in the initial build out, but but, you know, as we grow and as we learn, you guys have been really helpful at, you know, helping us grow and learn, you know through that process and that's been huge we couldn't have done it you know if you'd walked out the door and patted us on the back and said hey good luck <laughs> we would have been stuck you know <laughs> so uh so thank you guys for that uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I i love this place you guys have some uh some great inner interactive um activities here and your archives actually we we did a what would you call the interactive uh portion we oh, did yeah. with the christian McBride? I yeah, have to we, post pictures of that as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah, we built a little play along like kiosk here in yeah. the museum where Christian Christian McBride's our co artistic director here at the museum along with Jonathan Batiste, uh, piano player. Um, Colbert show. Yep, yeah. Colbert show, and yeah. they're both they both are really committed to the museum here and john plays shows here off and on all year he just did a solo piano show on the duke ellington on piano, the duke ellington piano. You know, which we recorded with the system you know <laughs> exactly. that you guys designed it out. and it sounds great uh there's some gain issues i learned uh after you <laughs> i played it for you guys but you know doing my best uh um yeah so christian uh it was after one of our events that we did. He was here already, but we recorded him and a couple of his, uh, a couple of young musicians in a trio. They just did a couple of tunes, and then we imported those videos that you guys recorded into a interactive kiosk here at the museum. And there's a little like two and a half half octave like MIDI keyboard. controller keyboard yeah. that you can actually like. You, it's a touch screen, so you touch the. Uh, the record the 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 song Tanya they recorded. You touch that, and it plays. And then you can actually play along with the little keyboard. So it's like, you know, if you've ever seen like the Jamie Abersoll play along uh, CDs or something, it's a play along, but it's designed. We got an easy song, a medium song, and a hard and a song. Hard song. Yeah. So <laughs> if you've never improvised before in your life, you've never played jazz, you may never even played an instrument before, you can come in. And it says on the kiosk, it says, just play the black notes. Like, yeah, it's just a pentatonic keys, thing. Yeah. Just play the black keys <laughs> on the piano and you're going to sound all right harmonically. So we get people as young as five years old, you know, coming in and trying and improvising for the first time. And, you know. It blows your, yeah. your, your head yeah. when, you, Imagination. when you start to yeah. improv. Right. It's like nobody else came up with right. this but me. Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So being a part of stuff like that, yeah. man, I wish I would have had that yeah. at five. And you're, playing but, with, uh, <laughs> you're, and you're playing with Christian McBride. Christian McBride is so, your, so it's not your, a bad first gig. Your rhythm section. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what we'd love to try to do at some point is, is modify that so you can actually record yourself. You know, oh, as you're playing along and then dope. export yeah, that yeah. audio, you know, email it to yourself or whatever. So you can like, <laughs> nice. you know, so all over the world, there'll be people issuing their album with Christian McBride, <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh, it's doable. Okay. Let's go. Yeah. yeah. I hadn't even thought about yeah, that. I'm glad yeah. you, yeah, yeah, that's you a know. good idea. So if there's anybody out there who'd like to fund such a project, <laughs> uh, give yes, me a call here please. at the National at the Jazz National. Museum in Harlem and, and uh, we will work it out. Extension 100. You can, you can reach me. Yeah. But no, exactly. that project was a lot of fun, and, and you yeah. guys came in. That was a situation. You guys came in with your own uh, video equipment as yeah, well. Yeah, we did video and audio on yeah. that, so. which is which is huge. The fact yeah. that you guys are you know one stop shop, you know that was. <laughs> 
you know, I just said, this is what I want to do. And you said, okay, we'll do it. And Let's you know, go. <laughs> came in and cranked it out, and it was beautiful. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, that, that was cool. Then you have other interactive stuff around as well. You yeah, you know, as that. a small, we're, physically, we're a pretty small museum. We're kind of one room, and that room, yeah. you know, is both our exhibit space and our, you know, concert and event space. We can fit up to about 90 people here, but that means we basically remove most of the exhibit cases and everything. Everything's on wheels and we're shuffling stuff around all the time um so we do rely on on uh you know digital technology a lot to help us get more information out and you know we got a lot of stuff in our archives and our in our collections but physical space wise we're, we're limited so we have another collection of Eddie Lockjaw Davis great tenor saxophone player from the from the swing kind of swing era and his stuff he, they, they, his family donated um, about eight or nine scrapbooks that basically cataloged his whole career. Fascinating stuff. Hmm. But this stuff, of course, is crumbling. It's old, 50, 60 years old. So yeah. we can't just have it out for people to thumb through, you know? Yeah. And we can't have it underneath the lights, you know? So, because yeah. uh, it will continue to deteriorate yeah. over time. So, you know, to be good stewards to our collection, we digitized the whole thing, got a grant to digitize all the scrapbooks. So high resolution scans of all the images, all the pages. And we've built that into an interactive kiosk where you can kind of navigate uh, the career of Eddie Lockjaw Davis through this interactive touchscreen. You can listen to the music. You can see the photos. You can see, uh, you know, advertisements from his gigs all over Harlem. You know, he played with Count Basie's orchestra for a long time and Ella Fitzgerald and Sweets Edison. Like he, he was he was in with everybody uh, in the 40s, 50s and 60s. So. You know, that's one way that we've used uh, computers to help us, you know, share more uh, of our archive with with people. Yeah. Spreading the knowledge, too. And if you want to visit here, what what are you, the the hours and stuff? Just to yeah, so we it, this is definitely a hands on place. Yeah, you know, you know, <laughs> you want to yeah, visit you want to come, you want to <laughs> hang out. Like you know, give us an hour of your time, and I think you'll have a really good time. It's not like the Met yes. or something where you got to give us a whole day. day you know, yeah. you can come <laughs> and you can hang out with us, and you can visit with with some of our volunteers and our docents who who all have great stories to tell about jazz. And uh, but we're on on Fifty Eight West. 129th street right in the heart of harlem just off of lennox avenue uh, if you haven't been to harlem in a while if you've never been to harlem lennox avenue is a, is a pretty exciting place these days with restaurants and cafes and and, and venues and things popping up uh you know every month there's something new going on and we're excited to be a part of that energy and and uh you can come to the museum here we're open thursday through monday from 11 to 5 so that's a little bit non-traditional but Thursday through Monday, so we're closed Tuesdays and Wednesdays. That's mm -hmm. our down days here that allow us to do work in the in the um, exhibit space. And uh, but yeah, eleven to five, you can come hang out with us. Uh, if you have a group, you traveling with a group, or you have or your school teacher or somebody want to bring a whole group, we do education workshops. Uh, it's about an hour long program. You can come and and bring your group of folks and and uh, yeah, we'll hang out. We'll talk about you know. It's easy to talk about like stuff that happened a long time ago, and that's exciting and it's very important. But what we try to, to do is think about jazz. I, I call it like 
put a big hug around jazz, like not a little hug, but a big hug, because there's all this music, and so many people like to say, well, jazz is this, it isn't that. They draw these artificial lines and barriers about what is and what isn't, and I think it's it's counterproductive. It doesn't help anybody. Duke Ellington said his music was beyond category, and we believe that you know to the fullest. You can you can uh, think about jazz and its impact on American culture and on global culture, and you can, you know, pretty much connect the dots between jazz and pretty much anything else that we experience in our in our lives and in our world. People like yes, you know, black geniuses like like Louis Armstrong, who decided that he didn't want to play the notes on the page anymore. Uh, that was a monumental step forward. You know, his decision to be able to improvise with every bit of sophistication and, and, and musical genius that anybody had who had ever come before him. That that's worth celebrating, and um, and we can see that today not only in the jazz artists, but we have all these people that kind of straddle so many different worlds of music. People like Robert Glasper and Esperanza Spalding, John John Batiste, Christian McBride, who are literally. They're trained jazz musicians, and we might see them primarily as that, but they're doing everything. Mm -hmm. They're playing classical music. They're playing, you know, funk, funk, hip-hop. They're all over the place, and and that's, you know, that's not easy. But if you're you're really passionate and committed to to, to learning and studying jazz, those are the opportunities that you can have you know if you really if you really put a big hug around it you know what i'm saying not not these tiny like if it's not duke ellington it doesn't swing there ain't jazz that you know i i can see i can see why some people have that perspective but i think there's much more to it than that and i think we have to take that healthy approach oh yeah Um, it's what pushed it on to the next thing and the mm -hmm, next thing and mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. don't limit yourself don't limit yourself exactly and each generation, each individual musician is trying to put their own stamp on things. That's, again, what makes it so unique. It's not just about fitting into a box. It's about mastering the box and then stepping outside the box really deliberately and exploring what else is out there. And and jazz is what does that. Yeah. What you bring to it. Exactly. I mean, that's what anything innovative or... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But some people don't like innovation. Yeah. You know? <laughs> know. Some people don't. Or they yeah. like innovation to a, to a point. Yeah, you know they like it up to a certain Until point, then they don't want it anymore. Yeah, and it's like, I'm well, not comfortable anymore. Yeah, then, yeah, yeah it, it, we can be gone with this. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, but that's the it was the whole point of the genre. Yeah, like we just wanted to inch it that far along, and sure. then it branched off into so many other genres. Yeah, you of know, course, that we know of today. Is, right. yeah. Now you can mix it with technology too. Technology is so powerful. Oh, oh man, yeah, the technology just in, in the past ten years just yeah <laughs> well and you know to circle it back to to this podcast you know 10 years ago if you were a young jazz musician like you were you were still trying to figure out a way to like get an album you know get a <laughs> yeah. get a label like raise a bunch of money, money to get into a studio you know a like, bunch of money a bunch of money right? get into the studio right? and you know that's all been flipped on its head and, <laughs> exactly. it, and it's interesting to watch you know i i'm a saxophone player i don't i don't play a whole lot these days um you know uh, i spend a lot of my time here at the museum you know designing program uh, curating programs and education and workshops and getting into the schools and um but i play a lot for the young people and and a lot of those barriers, a lot of those musicians who had that mindset that they need a bunch of money to be able to record an album, they've kind of been left behind. Ah, uh, yeah. And, and, it, and it's a mindset that unfortunately some of, or the reality is that some of our older musicians n- never developed 
that understanding of of how the how the scene changed you know and how the technology has had such a huge impact on your ability yeah you know, we had some people here today that were just doing like guitar and bass recording and i'm not saying that that it, it's like it's like ready to go on a late on an album but you know with the equipment we have here that you guys you know installed for us we get an engineer in here and that duo that's a reality they could come in in a half a day and and record some tunes a live album a live album and it's going to sound good yeah you know <laughs> and uh what does that cost you yeah. know uh, you, you know exactly. uh, we're here we're doing it you know i'm not i'm not saying we're recording albums for, for free. free don't yeah. get me wrong <laughs> but you know uh the access to that yeah, technology. but it's not an SSL, you know, some big 90 channel board in here. You know, yeah, that, yeah, you have to pay a lot for that. And, mm-hmm. and, and yeah, that's the point of this podcast is to show that you don't have to. And most people aren't. I mean, even yeah. it's the professionals, they have ev- mostly everybody has a, a home recording right. studio where well, they can just do tracks. So, yeah. And, and you guys have recorded so many different projects and different people like, how does it in the jazz world? How does it re- like? How do you, when jazz musicians think about recording an album, what does that mean to them compared to like other genres where you're doing like multi-track, like <laughs> well, all this see, other stuff? That's the thing with, with jazz; they will knock out an album in a day or half a day. When most genres are like, they hey, they just getting in their zone. They need a week. Um, to they need a, a week. They, yeah, something. you know, it's it's. That is a big difference between the jazz world because they're like, boom, let's go. Yeah. We already know the music. We're here. We're ready to just lay it down and move on with our day. Right. I I got a gig tonight, a matter of fact, (laughs) after this recording of an hour. You're like, wow. Uh, Yeah. In other genres, you don't. You don't get yeah, that. They're trying to do a <laughs> five guitar overdub. Yeah. They're going to bring a vocalist that's doing 120 tape. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can I punch in this half yeah, measure here? Exactly. Like, can I do it the 11th time, yeah, 12th let me time? punch in this word, you know. Can you move that word? Can you move the word? Exactly. So, it, you know, that, yeah. So, exactly. So, yeah, we came back around to the whole podcast and what we do for you guys just yeah. you know you can do it on the small and big scale and do it well yeah. it doesn't have to be or it doesn't have to look it's will sound you know low budget right there there's so much gear out here now that you could sound pretty damn good compared to everything else that's you know that's going on just you can sure be on the level good too yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you gotta practice. <laughs> yeah, still that still doesn't eliminate ten thousand dollar microphone. Exactly. Still sound good. <laughs> <laughs> ain't nothing much that ten thousand yeah. dollars could do. That's that ten thousand dollar mic can do <laughs> if you ain't practice or you you know you have to be in the zone yeah. all the time to yeah. to perform. So, oh man, thank you so much, Ryan. Yeah. Um, that was perfect. Yeah, thanks for <laughs> thanks for having. Come to the jazz museum. You know, yes. check us out online. Please. Uh, 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 how do, how do we find you online? Yeah. So, um, jazzmuseuminharlem.org is our website, and mm-hmm. we're on all the socials. I think most of them, it's like N-A-T-L, 
like national kind of abbreviated jazz museum mm-hmm. you can find us on instagram and facebook and uh on twitter okay YouTube? We'll, we'll uh yeah youtube i think i'm not exactly sure what our uh you go you youtube you yeah, search we'll put the links yeah subscribe because uh, every time summary. yeah Every time you stream, I see because we subscribe to you. So yeah, if you yeah, subscribe yeah, to us, it it'll pop up. up. Phone, we'll give you a little uh, notification. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we love having. We try to interact with folks a little bit when they're when they're listening. You know, when they're watching. So uh, yeah, please tune in. I mean, yes, we're here in Harlem, but you can come check us out online. You know, on our streaming from yes. any place in the world. So please do that. Please do. Talented, talented people. Yeah, uh, John Baptiste, mm-hmm. Christian McBride, mm-hmm. Carrie Lynn Tarrington. The, yeah. Yeah, you guys just a killer out here. So, uh, thank you again, uh, um, Ryan. Yeah. And that'll be all for this episode um, of the Art of Music Tech. Again, um, you can check us out on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, YouTube, Podbean. Um, I'm missing anything, Dennis? Uh, uh, thank you. Yeah, yeah, social look, media platforms. Okay, yeah, leave your comments. 23DB Productions, Facebook, IG. yeah. Um, leave your comments. Yeah, follow us on all the platforms: IG, Facebook, Twitter. Um, and yeah, we want to hear from you. Uh, thank you again for listening, and let's go. Let's this is Fela. Dennis, let's go, Ryan. All right, have a good one, everybody. For more information of booking Twenty Three DB Productions, visit their website at Twenty Three DB Productions dot com. Like and follow 23DB Productions at Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter for the latest work. 